Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Taking a shit, and I heard clinkety clank, <laughs> clinkety clank. I should have known. It's the new worst song ever. To trust my instincts. Oh, no. no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Have you heard the song now? I've I heard have the not. Song. I think he oh, has. God. I have not. People heard. love that song. <laughs> I that song has been stuck, <laughs> stuck in People my head. Right. Is that right? Yes. So it's an earworm. Oh, it, well, God. it's an earworm because I don't know whether it's closer to. Wash that man out of my hair, or fun boy, th- uh. or fun boy threes ain't what you do; it's the way that you do it. <laughs> wow! God damn! There's a combination. That's awesome. I was sitting in a bar tonight, and I heard sort of a rappy uh, uh, disco version of uh, Sundown. Gordon Lightfoot. Are you serious? Yes. Wow! That almost broke my brain. It broke my brain to hear it. I'm like, I'm, I, whoa. This is a produced song, not something you just heard like on an open mic. No, night. it was not Gordon Lightfoot singing; it was somebody else singing. Well, I hope not. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> you, I mean, you could. I mean, there's a thing you could do where you just take the song and just put a disco beat to it, and yeah. Okay, so someone just DJ mixed it. No, no, this was actually somebody singing it. I'm saying it, it was. I could, like, Remember, the this is Andy. You gotta, yeah, but, this is a tabletop game. I'm completely and, confused by everything you just said there. <laughs> it is a remake, not a reimagining. Okay. <laughs> Professionally done. A cover version. Yes. Okay. Exactly what he said. Not a performance. Why don't you just no. say that? No. A cover it was, it was on. It was playing over the music. Gotcha. Over the, yeah. Okay. So there now. Okay. I'm not listening to it. Though. No, you shouldn't. It was bad. <laughs> but it definitely made you stop and go, what? Who is this Things for? Things that make you go, what? Sure. sure. Strip. <laughs> Fremont Street. Which one do I choose? Yeah. <laughs> I need to listen to it again. Yes, you do. I need to put it. We're going to put those all on a CD at some point. I'm sure you will, and you should. CD is nuts. hey Because you're trying to find more coasters? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to that Patreons. CD that Skills made for you that you... I still have uh, that. It, have you found it? Because you missed yeah, it for like... I have it. You couldn't find it for nope, like a few I years. I have it. It doesn't have... It's missing one or two gems, but it's got... Breakfast in bed and some other real mm. oldies, but good classics. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is once you put that song on it, it loses all its value. Why? <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I cont- go on. No, no a, that song is painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's the only time of one of his songs I've rewound like four times. Whoa! <laughs> See? Wow! You See? are a stronger man than I am. And there's fact, something to we, that song. We it's, were discussing it on the Scoops Minecraft server. For God's sake, <laughs> which I'll get into a little later. Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number 322. I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fuck, check Andy. Fact check Andy. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Anyways, Maple Leaf Max. Is this like a hockey thing? You fuck check somebody into the boards or right. something? <laughs> what the hell? That's not in hockey. That's on prom night. Fuck check. Oh, yeah. What the hell just happened? Shut up. <laughs> Ref comes on her, blows the whistle. Two minutes for fucking. <laughs> Two minutes penalty box. Wait till I'm finished. Get in the box. Hi-yo. Extremely low sticking. <laughs> That's called spearing. Spearing. You got to spear. Him. You know, uh, I 
just wanted to say, Paul, uh, we were thinking about last week's episode and how um, it relates to an episode of The Simpsons. You you recall the one where Lisa this dates is- Ralph Wiggum and she breaks his heart, and where, yeah, when uh, when Bart is. He goes rewinding the thing. He's like, "Look, Lisa, you can actually see the moment where his heart breaks." <laughs> that was that was my feeling watching you during last week's episode, talking with, about McGee directing *Human*. Yeah, <laughs> mm. it's like I wish I'd filmed it because I could go, "Hey, look, Todd, you can actually <laughs> freeze frame this exact yeah, moment I where was Paul's heart really breaks." Really tired, and it just it, it was overwhelming. <laughs> that was. Mm. That's funny that you mentioned that too, Jeff, because there was an article I just read a few days ago about this guy. Uh-huh. Who actually uh, had this? He's in college. He had this breakup, and um, his his uh, boyfriend broke up with him. Ended the relationship. It was a really deep relationship. He was really in love, and he just spent you know the whole day just like crushed. And he wears a Fitbit, uh-huh. and he actually went. He actually stumbled across his uh, the whole Fitbit, oh, thing the heart rate monitor, heart rate monitor, and yep. everything. Oh, and he goodness. and he's looking at the uh, timetable, and he says, "Wow, you can actually see right where my heart broke." <laughs> <laughs> and he posted it on the internet, and it went viral. I'm sure it did. Wow. <laughs> People just started going insane over it and everything. And it was it was actually very funny. But basically, it was interesting because his heart rate went up and stayed up for like the rest of the day i mean oh yeah yeah it was it was actually very interesting and you look back on your own lives and well yeah mind, that's me when yeah. you get into that anxiety <laughs> mode yeah your your heart rate goes up and does not come back down it's High not pleasant anxiety you win i want to throw something cool out there that's that's happened oh okay. wow um i'm back in minecraft mm-hmm. in a big oh. way in a big way, I forgot said, how much you said I, this was going to be something cool. I forgot how <laughs> I forgot how much I missed it. He's back in pog form. All right, a scoop out there created a Minecraft server. A scoop Minecraft server. Okay, and is inviting any shock monkeys who wants to come aboard to come aboard. That's great for a scoop shock monkey Minecraft festival enjoyment. I'm, are they scoop monkeys at this point? Scoop monkeys. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or shock scoops. I like shock scoops better. Uh, Wei Yan Zhao. How about cream apes? Wei, cream <laughs> Wei Yan Zhao. That is a scoop semper tiramisu. Okay. All right. That's that's who's running the server. Or at I, least, I know. At least. I recognize that name from from uh, mail. Mm-hmm. So that's that's who's put the the invite out. So if you want to join the Minecraft server, uh, give me permission to. Uh, Pass that information on to you. Oh. So you can email us at comments at Ugly Couch Show if you want information. Or you can also just uh, message me at, uh, at Master Torgo on Twitter, and I will forward the information on the IP address, the basic rules. It's a vanilla Minecraft server, but there are some awesome builds already on there. Apparently, one of the people that started that server is one of those professional builders, somebody that gets paid money to go to other Minecraft servers and build things. Oh. That's how some, how good some of these builds are. Wow! And in fact, uh, Scoop S- S- uh, Semper Tiramisu mm-hmm. is working on the most amazing tower devoted to the flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> Calls it the non-phallic tower. All right. Is it an obelisk? It's it's it is not. 
But <laughs> the I thing just is, put a tiny pyramid massive. on top. When I first on top, you got it. They they have a dynamic map set up, uh-huh. so that at all times you can see what's going on. And when I first saw this thing, I just thought that it was a compass because it was too big to be any part of the map. Oh, I see. Wow. The thing is friggin' huge wow. and it's beautiful. But that's just one of many things that are already on there. They have a Winterfell that's being worked on right oh. now. Yeah, that that could be really cool. Mm. Is it done like in the style of the map? I, you know what? I haven't been up there to see it. To tell you the truth, this map With is all huge. The, the little mechanized pop-up book style, you know. So like it's in an, the intros for the right. Perfect for Minecraft, actually. Lying against another wiener. Oh, crossing swords. That's so good. Did you see that episode of South Park? No, no. Oh, dude, George R. Martin try and Butters tries to go and get the rest of the story from George R. Martin because it's taking so long. And, awesome. and George R. R. Martin's like, and he's just, and Butters just like, damn it, George R. R. Martin, I just want to see, I want to see dragons. You said there'd be dragons. I want to see the dragons. They're just a bunch of wieners. He's like, <laughs> like, oh, trust me, there's dragons coming. But first, you've got to see the way this the sunlight hits his wiener just right. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, it, it's funny nice. stuff. And then he has a. Whole male chorus singing a wiener song. Yeah. Oh God, it's so good. Wiener, 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 wiener. Oh, highly recommend you see that episode. You got the Hulu's, yeah? No, that that and the Yelp one. That would be yeah. all right. Get the Hulu's and then you can see it. Oh. <laughs> I had the Hulu's once. And the Timeshare episode. That was a good one, too. I used up all my Imodium to get rid of it. (sighs) Topic ointment. So just finish it off. Join us on the Minecraft server. Uh, I'm already on there. Uh, Barry's going to be going on there as well. So. Oh, God damn it. Oh, yep. I'm going to build something on here. Everything's built already. Oh, oh, oh shit. Everything's going to oh. be blowing up. Oh, oh, oh. So we'll see you there. Uh, is Paul going to build an epic penis again across the sky? I was saying, you, you'll only know I'm on yeah. there if you start to see swears everywhere. Epic oh, I warned them. <laughs> I warned them. If you see penis on your, your shit, Paul's been on. <laughs> That's true. I don't I don't play on uh, computers, so I'll, I, unless, is it possible I couldn't join a server from my 360, could I? No. Yeah, okay, so. You guys are safe. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't played Minecraft in so long, and I'm not good at it. I don't know the intricacies of it all. Oh, I don't know. The penis you made on my Xbox 360 map uh, is pretty... Yeah, but, I mean, I can make a penis, but... (laughs) Yeah, but you put put thought and work into it. It was good. It's a good-looking dick. It's it's always putting thought and work into it. Doesn't it have stuff shooting out of it and stuff? (laughs) Maybe not. It's, it's, It's the modern equivalent of your high school notebook. Right. Yeah. I love it, man. Slayer. <laughs> so comments at uglycowshow.com or hit me on Twitter and we'll get you that information. And before we go into email, gentlemen, what'd you do this week? Well, I saw The Force Awakens again. How so many times did I? Yeah. Two. Two and what? Three but for I you, went, Kirsten? Uh, what? How many for you? Five. Jesus. Three. I went and saw it in uh, IMAX 3D, which was enjoyable. Is that the way? Added a little something to it. I don't know if that's the way. The movie's okay still. Um, the two things I want to—I'm going to try and get a chance to talk about it with everybody. But uh, Scoop Melissa Giraffe Scoop uh, was able to uh, take me to the movie, which was really nice of her. Uh, she had promised months ago 
that she was going to come out and she said she'd buy a ticket if I wanted to go see it. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Uh, so, um, we, uh, the two things that I noticed this time were the Knights of Wren. Mm-hmm. What about which them? was interesting. Oh, you, you can seen see them. them. You hadn't seen them before. Okay. I didn't catch it. I didn't yeah. catch it. That was them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I knew. I knew to look for them kind of a little. Yeah, bit. yeah. And so I was like, oh, interesting. I wonder what's up with them. And I hope I we get that. to see. I didn't see no Knights. The of Vision, in the Vision, she has when. Ah, it's a it's an interesting moment, and you see them. You see Kylo, and you see a bunch of other dudes similarly clad, and apparently that was like the break off bad. The Badawans, as I'm going to call them. <laughs> oh, <Ooh>. nice. <laughs> the Badawans that leave uh, Luke's training facility. That's what I think. Badawans are going to stick. That, that's one that people will start using. Are they using uh, it? No, you've just created it Great. now. So and now we got it. Uh, yeah. so, so the Knights of Ren are, are uh, Luke's Badawans. Uh, yeah, we should definitely uh, put that in the mm-hmm. uh, lexicon. Uh, so those Badawans are going to start some shit, but I think Ren's going to end up Kylo Ren's going to end up killing all of them. I hope we get to see the backstory on that. That's going to be an interesting little thing uh, because that was probably one of Snoke's trials. Like, fucking kill the rest mm. of your homeboys. And then let's see what happens. You got to cut those Siths down. I'm two feet tall. Uh, <laughs> there could be only two. What was the other thing that I uh, right, yeah. think? I don't know. I want to talk to people about it on a thing, but I, I still, the Starkiller base stuff is just dumb. I wish, they'd, I wish they'd done something else, like anything mm. else. It's so, it's so just hits you like a fucking rock out of nowhere. They blow up all those planets and it's like, what? Who? Who died? Who cares? Why do we care? At Why the did you do that? Of a sun, you know? And it's not there's really a bunch <laughs> of dumb shit like that. Like- then, then there's, then there's also this whole thing of, star, sorry. of, uh, Kylo just being so hands off that he just lets shit just fuck up constantly, just fucks up constantly. All he has to do is go down and take care of it. When he goes down and take care of shit, shit gets taken care of. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's like the only reason that movie happens is because Kylo Ren lets shit happen. Mm. I don't know. The mm. takeaway I got from this viewing was um, uh, Finn uh, freaking out when uh, that stormtrooper dies. I assumed from the first two viewings that it was like, you know, some maybe significant to him. This viewing, what I got was it wasn't a particular. It was that he became, he came face to face with mortality and his own mortality at that point. Yes. Well, I guess that Disney just recently confirmed or through J.J. Abrams that the the shock trooper that calls him traitor traitor, and the guy that, the, the trooper that died that put the blood on his helmet were part of his original squad. training squad. Mm. Yeah, that, and so. that, did you read that book yet, uh, Kirsten? No, I haven't gotten to so, it. So, um, having read that book before The Force Awakens, before The Awakening by Rucka, really fleshed out a lot of stuff, and I liked Poe a lot more just knowing what I know about Poe, mm. which is weird, because he doesn't do diddly in the in the movie. Sure. But best pilot he, in the world. He flies cool. Right. Well, his story... Rucka's story of his is great. Mm. It, I hear that's the, the creme de la creme of the book. It'd be a movie, man. It'd be a movie. It's really cool. That's very cool. So uh, uh, it was interesting just to see that. And uh, and and so it was kind of neat. I'm like, okay, I did my homework, and now I enjoy the, the movie a little bit more. But fuck you, movie. You should stand on your own goddamn legs. But I only enjoyed elements more. Overall, it's still not, I mean, you know, nitpick it to death. But it's not terrible just that that star killer base shit is so dumb it's extraneous yeah oh it's so dumb just mm. get that out of there 
Did, you didn't uh, you didn't see um, the analyses I uh, linked to on Twitter or Facebook, but is, is that the forty four? Uh, no, 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 no. This is this is actual uh, uh, writer types who are like uh, analyzing the movie. One is actually an agent. She's a literary agent, and it's really funny because you see an agent's handprints all over her analysis, and there there and another was a guy. Uh, Tony Zhu, Tony Zhao, I forget his name, but apparently uh, he like does a lot of cinema commentary, stuff like that. And he, th they were commenting on stuff like, actually, you had two different stories. And the agent, it was so funny because she was such an agent. She's like, the story starts off of, we got to find Luke. Where's Luke? That's your, that's your story. Where's Luke? And then all of a sudden, it's destroy Scar Starkiller base. What happened? What happened to where's mm -hmm. Luke? I want you to find Luke. Mm -hmm. Where is Luke going, you know? And the guy talking about Starkiller base is just like, um, all right, so basically, at the end of Return of the Jedi, Harrison Ford wanted to die, and he wanted to have Han killed off, and that didn't happen. Yeah. So for the emotional impact of this movie where the where Han's son and everything becomes a knight of Ren and you're going for that to all happen, you need to have that journey where Han gets killed. But really, this movie is about Rey. Yeah. But you're kind of shoehorning mm -hmm. Leia and Han and Chewie, the oldsters, into the movie to get to that emotional point. Yep. And it was it was actually a very very interesting analysis that point. they were going through. Yeah. Well, so. it's, it it follows the the hero's journey uh, narrative archetype. I mean, I, I well yeah, I brought it and, up. And that just that to, was part of the problem. They said that's part of the problem because it's like they're trying to follow Ray's hero's journey, but they're also busy trying to follow Han's journey to the emotional point they need to be at to start yeah. Ray's story. It's just uh, that they they. They well, put it's just, too much it's in the film. Hans, yeah, exactly, and it's Han's role changed. Well, Han's yeah. role is now the mentor. As it's not criticizing to the, Han's role, Jeff. It's no. saying that you've got two movies here that are compressed together. Yeah, it's too much movie. That were it yeah. is. It's too much movie in one movie. And it's it was not, interesting. Yeah. It was. I still love the movie. I mean, I've seen it five times. I yeah. was watching it. I'm picking up things like there was a beautiful thing on on stuff from the novelization. That makes the movie clear, and there's that moment That's when That's forty-four hours talking about. Yeah, yeah, when Finn goes, when Finn's like, "Are you okay?" to Ray, when they're getting attacked by the Tie Fighters, mm -hmm. and she gives him this "Yeah" kind of look. At, it's funny because watching it originally, I'm thinking, "Oh, that's Ray just being like, yes, I'm fine, you're you idiot." But in the novelization, apparently, it's like that's the first time anyone has ever, ever asked her, "Are you all right? right?" Yeah, yeah. And that's and then when I look at her face while she's doing that, I'm like, "Oh, you know what? That actually is there." First time anyone. That's ever, yeah. actually there. Yeah, I see that too. That okay. So you've reminded me of what the other thing that I caught that I'd never seen before, inside Ray's hangout inside the toppled attic. Right. There is a crocheted doll yeah. of a rebel right. pilot fighter right? suit and that's made from fighter suit Material? remnants just like she has the helmet outside when she puts on the helmet so when i watched that when i saw that suddenly i go oh she's an antilles oh that's what you're thinking mm-hmm i think she's wedge antilles kid <laughs> that's a new one that's interesting Wow. I was assuming Poland. Because there's an Antilles in almost every flick, right? 
<laughs> then why would Dennis look? You know, that it's weird. Yeah, why would he turn it down? Why but he was offered it, right? Yes, yeah. he was. He was. was ha Said it wasn't a significant enough role yeah, for exactly, him. Because he was the, exactly. uh, he was the he didn't want a who cameo. abandoned his daughter. He didn't want to be one of the guys in the, the control room spouting wisdom. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe That's there's an more interesting story there. I was assuming Poe had some uh, connection to the Antilles. Maybe. I just want her to be a Kenobi. That's what I want. Yeah, I want to know Ben most, got a little on the side. 20 that's the years most ago. logical, probable thing. Just before he got offed. There's allusions to that in the Clone Wars animated series. There, there is a, oh, yeah, a yeah, romantic yeah. thing going on. Yeah, well, I mean, Obi-Wan. there was a romantic thing going on with Luke. The other thing, too, overall, just it, they're just that movie just re-encapsulates uh, Jace and uh, Jaina. And it's just, they should have just been Jace and Jaina solo. It would have been just do it, just whatever. But whatever, Jace and Jaina. That's from the extended universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. the solo twins. Isn't that the Wonder Twins? Yes, almost. <laughs> Zan. <laughs> okay. This is where my brain. Jaina and Zan. I know. Yeah, it feels no, like that's, it, but that's it's not. what you, you said. I'm like, wait a minute. That sounds. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. And Jace and, and the Wheeled Warriors. Isn't it Jason? Jason the Wheel Warriors. Uh, and then you've got uh, it might be Jason, but I think he goes by Jace. Jason Sarkman. Then he's got uh, I think no, I think it's just Jace. Uh, he's got uh, Ben Skywalker, is Luke's son, who is um, tortured and almost corrupted by Jace because he's his Padawan. He does not become a Padawan and fights <laughs> oh, him. Don't be a Padawan. Oh, we got to make that meme. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a Padawan, kids. Mm-hmm. What else you do this week, gentlemen? Um. Well. I got uh, both Tomb Raider and Transformers Devastation on Uber sale. I should say Rise of the Tomb Raider. You got it in an Uber? Yeah, Uber Uber sale on both of them. Uh, so How much yeah. was Transformers? Yeah. 30 bucks. Good deal. That's a great game. It's it's a lot of fun. It's just, uh, you know, your classic, you know, bash them up. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you it's know, pretty. It's, it's very, very reminiscent of the animation style of, uh, I'd say more of the movie than the TV series because sure. it has a little more of that shine on it yeah, than they did in the, the uh, original animated series. And Rise of the Tomb Raider is a lot of fun. It's uh, very, you know, the adventure, shoot 'em up quick time event stuff. So uh, I, it, it's funny. It actually reminds me a lot of uh, the uh, Uncharted series on PlayStation. The way, well the, way that they, the way that they structured it now, which it works. It works for the game. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's gorgeous looking. Uh, the guys came and watched a little of the me playing the game when they got here and just commenting on how much the graphics have improved over the years. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's something I've been occupied with for the last week. It's very similar to the last game. So if you like yeah. the last game, this is going to be great. Hmm. So, yeah, enjoying that a lot. Nice. Anything else, gentlemen? I went to Steamathon. Steamathon here in Las Vegas. Here in Las Vegas. It's been the, a whole uh, year, huh? Yeah, it's been a whole year. Wow. What was what was the highlight for you? Uh, the highlight actually was uh, there was a um, uh, during the ball on Saturday night they had uh, uh, Frenchie and the Punk perform, and that was followed by uh, the Velveteen Band. And there was a moment on uh, when the Velveteen Band is playing. They're very hopping. There's a lot of you know dancing going on. The Velveteen Band was hopping? Yes, they were. Okay. And the, the, the lead singer of the Velveteen Band is uh, Baron Von Velveteen, who's a rabbit. He's got a big rabbit head on. Um, but uh, You go to some fucked up shit. <laughs> I just got to say that. I do. Anyways, continue. 
<laughs> Matt, Matt, Maple Leaf speaks. What, what is the point of not going to fucked up shit? There's so much stuff out there. You got to see the new stuff. You can't just like I'm waiting for you to come stuff. in here next time. Yeah, I was larping over if the weekend. If it's fun and he enjoys it, uh, yeah. what does Lighty it hurt bolt, anybody? Lighty bolt, Lighty bolt. Ah, you leave him alone. You just <laughs> let him do his own thing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. I don't understand the point of not doing it. You got to do it. It's there. Andy is an explorer. Yeah. Truth. Um, I didn't say go. I just said you go is to some out no, there. true. And it is way out there. Yes, it is. So anyways, they um, <laughs> now is he three kids build a spaceship explorer or is he TV series explorers with the kid in the time watch? <laughs> yeah, he's Gaston and Jufro. <laughs> and he's playing Jufro. around with a fake gun and blows his brains. <laughs> Ow. So anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyways. Um, there's a moment where they, they slowed the music down for it and they played the love theme from Labyrinth. Aww. And there's a, and every there's tons of people dancing. I'm I'm out there dancing with a friend, and I look over and there's little Taylor who's you know seven or eight. She's this little girl who's at all the things. She's her her dad is one of the organizers, and she's dancing with this little boy who's got hair down to uh, the middle of his back. He's got crazy long hair, and I look over and her dad and uh, her dad's girlfriend who just survived cancer, who has been wearing a wig or a hood the whole convention is out there dancing and she's got her hood back and you can see her hair growing back in. And I look over and I see a couple other, a couple guys dancing, a couple girls dancing. I see old people dancing with young people. It was just this whole hallmark moment of, uh, of just love. A lot of people dance. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was very sweet. Joy in life. Absolutely. I, Joy the I did that. I did fuck all. So your <laughs> week was better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> so did did you did. did you at least uh, knock on a few doors and convert some people to Mormonism? <laughs> it's it's this. He's wearing a white shirt and LDS. <laughs> my suit. Most of my suits in the car. Okay. Next time I'll wear it. Do you have a moment to talk about our Lord Optimus Prime? <laughs> I can't get over that meme. That with was the Ewoks. The Ewoks, Ewoks and C-3PO. With the C-3PO picture. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's the one that kills me the most. Harmon Bridge. Remember you and I? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Can you guys? Can you guys take this? Aren't you, isn't that against your religion? And Kirsten looks up. We're not Mormon. We just wear white. White. Yeah, they made us wear white. <laughs> they made us wear what Matt's wearing right now. Basically, that first week, and boy, it was awful. Oh man. Jesus wow. Christ. Of course, you, you, do you know, look very LDS. Then I miss the I I miss the great moment of the guy shitting on the bridge. But yes. Uh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the stuff that goes on on those pedestrian bridges. The greatest bridges. moment. Yeah, oh. yeah. When you gotta the go, greatest. you gotta go. Our lovely city. Moment. I got the bridge shitter blues. When you I, gotta um, go, you gotta go. <laughs> been watching the that. fuck out of regular show. Yeah, oh, is that oh wait, wait, wait! Sorry, I watched all of Babylon Five. That's what I did. <laughs> well, that's kind of geeky. Where'd you get wow. that? You got? I got DVDs? it for Christmas. Yeah, got them all. Oh. Hard copy, all of them. And Crusade last, and last movies. Week? Huh? Last week? It's <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could never get into Crusade. It just was like, eh. yeah. Well, it got canceled. It didn't have no direction. <laughs> but, yeah. So yeah. Uh, this is pro- this is the second time you've seen it. Then uh, third. Okay, third. And on this new revisit, anything? Oh, just memories of when I first watched it. It's one of the best sci-fi shows, in my opinion. Right. You have to no, get it's past. Krasinski, man. Yeah. You have to get past season one, though. That's my uh, understanding too. I never did. I wish they put it up on one of the streamers again. They like have TNG, right? You got to get past that first couple seasons. Yeah, then, I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with TNG for they season took, one, but uh, I've got a weird relationship with season one. I got a weird relationship with Star Trek. No. 
Star Trek and me are weird. Get some, get some passes. Yeah, it's in. Oh man, it's in my fucking blood. <laughs> they but, took um, Doctor Who down this week. Yeah, I and, guess. and I was actually watching it when it went down. <laughs> wow! <laughs> what happened? Like you're in oh, the shit. middle of it and it stopped. No, no. It, it let me get to the end of the episode, and then when the episode ended, it was just pew, off the queue. It was, it was like it was like twelve forty five. Oh, you mean on Netflix? Yeah, <laughs> that would have been awesome I was, to be I was, there. I was and just give you shit there. for it. Like Andy, what the fuck? Did, what'd you what you trip over? Yeah, no, I knew it was go- I knew it was going. That's why I was watching it. And, uh, I was like, yeah, they pulled it for the BBC is going to do their own streaming service. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I hope yeah. it yeah. fails. Splinter, splinter, splinter. Speaking of taking off air. Yeah. Super Bowl's coming up this weekend, right? Do you have Cox or Dish or Cox? So you're fucked. Yeah, we have cocks. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucked with cocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so stupid what they're doing. Uh, all right, so because nobody else knows what the hell you're talking about. Basically, right. CBS is not being aired by cocks or something. They're, they're fighting our, about money. Our Jeff. cable provider. Okay, anyways, go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> all right. Go so ahead, 80s Jeff. This is, this is a new trend in media right now. You have smaller companies being bought up by larger media conglomerates that own local affiliates in various cities for the networks. In our case here in Las Vegas, last February, the local CBS affiliate was sold to this media conglomerate based out of Texas. And they were like, don't mess with us because we're from from Texas. No, they'd have to. This, This story has gotten Jeff parched. It's no, a little, the the story's a little dry. I was eating chocolate before I was pressed into service here. All right, so basically, <laughs> guys, pressed, guys, if you're, ever, if you're ever about to press Jeff into service, <laughs> lay off the chocolate. Yeah, don't give, don't get him chocolate and then press him. It just comes hosing out. So what's going on now is you have these these larger media conglomerates asking for huge retransmission Our fees. Media conglomerate. From Cable companies. And in this case, uh, they wanted Cox here in Las Vegas, as well as in several other markets, to pay this huge retransmission fee. Pay that big, fat And Cox said no. So the feed was yanked this weekend. So anyway, um, it's really... Isn't broadcasting free and they make their money off of advertising? So what is the... It is for over the air. The government provides them with spectrum that they're allowed to broadcast for free over that uh, EM spectrum over the air. Now, in the case of cable companies, cable companies have to pay these affiliates retransmission fees to take what would be free and send it through the cable system. This was passed by Congress many, many years ago. Uh, A lot of people said this is ridiculous. Um, It really is a ridiculous law because... Shouldn't be a thing, considering that the government pays for the spectrum that they're allowed to use, and the affiliates make money off of advertising. So they're basically making money twice off Double something that, that is given to them for free. And the reason it's given to them for free is so that you can keep the local populace informed through news, etc. So asshole big company by small company holds holds it ransom for the Super Bowl. Yeah, so basically, go buy thirty dollars rabbit ears and yeah, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I think it. the I think those the digital don't work for shit. We have those right you now. Now they're gone digital. That, that that's pointless. The yeah. signal is so garbage. 
or, or it's it, it's it's an on off. It's not. It doesn't it isn't fuzzy. It's well, either yeah, there you know, or it's that's, not. that's a common yeah. complaint here in Vegas is that you almost have to get the local stations through cable or satellite yeah. because with all the various buildings and obstructions, yeah. we've got the high end fucking. Uh, we've got two of them, and the wife went out and bought a fancier one just two weeks ago. And we still can't get CBS. Can't get shit. We can get Fox. We can get a few other. We can get PBS is all she really wants. She wants Create and PBS. We get that. But they're still fu- the clipping and popping. You just want Fox? Because that's an awesome channel. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it still shows The Simpsons. There's just a cluster of... I don't of, watch uh, The Simpsons on Hulu? when it's on. Yeah. Is this a cluster of wire coat hangers on Black Mountain trying to transmit? I think that's a problem. <laughs> that's a fact too. That's a fact too. They're not putting any money behind the no. broadcasting anymore. Yeah, there's no because there's no money in it. Yeah. It's fucked, man. It's fucked with a capital P H. Not a fan. Well, it's, uh, well that's uh, somebody at the RJ wrote a great article about this whole struggle that's going on here, and basically, it's companies fighting over scraps because you have more and more people that are leaving cable and satellite yes. for online streaming. So you have a lot of these smaller affiliates getting bought up by these media conglomerates because they're trying to figure out a way to hang on to basically the past and they're fighting over scraps at this point. It's ironic that some of the RJ wrote that. Andy's like, that was actually a very powerful company. Very well sweet. written. Hilarious. Uh, two other things. There are awesome new Mega Bloks turtle sets out there. Oh. I bought some. I'm going to buy some more. They're really awesome. Very nice. Classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the cartoon, as well as the new cartoon stuff. But they're really cute. They're just tiny little figures. But anyway, kudos to Mega Bloks for those sets. Um, then, uh, oh, shit. What was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, no. Uh-oh. It'll come to me again. <laughs> Something else that I watched. Damn it! What were you just talking about, Andy? Uh, Talk about uh, media conglomerates and yeah, yeah. The RJ, RJ. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no! The fact I work in Casablanca now. Oh wait, wait! That Netflix yanked um, Doctor Who off the yeah, air. Yeah, it'll come back. I can't remember now. There's, some, there's something I was thinking and I can't remember. It. I'll tell you what. While you're racking your memory, let's do some emails, gentlemen. That Ooh. sounds good. All right. Hey guys, Scully here. Hey, Scully. Letter from Scully. Just wanted to send a shout out and a heartfelt thank you for the for last week's podcast. Recently, me and the missus have been having trouble getting our twin six year olds Jack and Morgan to go to bed at night. The, cap- <laughs> the captains. Up until now, they'd fuss and play for about an hour or two before finally falling asleep. <laughs> The fuck last you, night, fuck you, Scully. <laughs> fuck you already. <laughs> the last night, I played your podcast for them, and the Paul drones on about He Man for an hour a bit. <laughs> Put them right to sleep in under five minutes. Seriously, it was better than Nyquil. The effect has been twofold. I tried it again tonight, and they both begged, "Please, no more sad yawn, man." <laughs> <laughs> So now I am able to hold Paul's completely the famous yawn. I com- like that. Completely tragic monologue over their heads as punishment if they don't get to bed. Once again, thank you. Morgan told me that she was going to pray for the sad yawn man so that God would give him a girlfriend. I, <laughs> I told her sad sad yawn man was actually married and she got a look of horror on her face. 
Well, then, she said, I'm going to pray for her. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Thanks again, Scully, Secretary of Defense. Uh. (laughs) You're welcome, asshat. (laughs) Uh, P.S. Regarding Andy's condoms. (laughs) Oh, God. Having actually purchased condoms for Andy. Whoa! I can assure you... You guys are close. They are made from brass, copper, and have rivets for her pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) You were steampunk junk? (laughs) There you go. Another band name. You should see the one with the gears. Mm. He's he's the Arliss Loveless of our group. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the Miguelito de Loveless. (laughs) Thank you, Scully, for writing in. <laughs> Thank you, Scully. That was brilliant. Oh. I'm uh, wondering, where's, where's Scully's fanfic? I'm surprised he hasn't sent yeah. in something uh, yet. Maybe he has. Scully is a hell of a maker, by the way. Scully oh, is, I know uh, it. That's why, that's why Secretary of Defense has yeah, seen yeah. his work. Yeah. My yeah. word. Uh, hello, guys. I've got some Star Trek The Experience question for you. Oh. Who, who is this, did they say? Uh, this is from Jake. Okay. Uh, I was watching some YouTube videos of Star Trek The Experience videos for nostalgia purposes, and I started thinking, wasn't there a web documentary about this? I started looking around, but all I can find is that it was made by Vernon Wilmer, and (laughs) it was being streamed on the now-dead-and-buried website Blip. Now I'm sure this may have been covered in the backlog at some point, but what do I look like to someone who isn't lazy? So I pose the question to you guys. What's the story behind it? Are you guys in it? Have you seen it? Do you know where it can be viewed? First of all, the the documentary is is uh, Star Trek three hundred and twelve hours okay. long. Keep on keeping on, Jake. <laughs> all right, let's answer those questions. Well, Kirsten would be best to answer this right. question. Well, yeah. first of all, fuck you, Blip TV. So it's it's right that they're defunct. Yeah, um, we have our issues with Blip. Blip was our original video host, and that's, and, where, and that's, and that's where we'll keep it. Well, I'm just saying part of the reason it's our video host is no longer Blip is the same reason that. The documentary is no longer available on Blip. Is that they changed some policies and essentially kicked everyone off. Well, and these are gone. Yeah, it's it's defunct now. Yeah, Blip mm-hmm. is gone. Blip made a bad decision and, and died for it. Yep. So, rightfully so. Anyway, so, as Vernon so, reported that stuff over let's, to YouTube. Let's take let's take the questions now. All right. Uh, so, what's the story behind it? Vernon Wilmer uh, came to work with us when um, when we opened up the Borg Experience. He was a Borg. Um, after I moved out of the Borg uh, track in the show, he became the Borg trainer. Vernon is a passionate, passionate Star Trek fan, a big-time Star Trek fan. He was one... He, along with uh, uh, Lysander, was probably like our, our new uh, experience... Uh, um, uh, historians. Yep. Oh, Lysander Abydos? Or is there yeah, Lys- Lysander is a huge... I didn't realize yes, that. Yes, he is. He's okay. huge. So, um, Vernon has a lot of TV experience. He trained in TV. He knows a lot about editing and stuff. And he, at some point during his stay there, started thinking it would be really cool to actually make a documentary about being here and working here. He just love he loves editing. He loves making little m- movies. He made little movies at Trek. Um, and he also just loves uh, making videos, taking pictures. And so he started doing interviews. He started 
gathering information together. As we got closer to the close, he started getting more and more video information from other people. He started getting pictures and anecdotes from other people. He started doing interviews. And by the time, and a little after we closed, he was, he was on his way towards making a documentary history for Star Trek The Experience. And so he's done a number of episodes. Um, they're long. And it looks like it looks like he could go up to like twelve or thirteen episodes, damn near one episode per year of the existence of Trek. And um, he has become so uh, popular with this that he gets videos and pictures from people all over the world. They will send him files of stuff. They will send him all sorts of interesting things uh, time and again, and he carefully archives documents and folds it into his uh, episodes. One of his complaints is, I get so much shit about episodes I did two years ago. I got to like re-edit them into the episode and do it over yeah. again. Mm-hmm. And Vernon is crazy about that shit. So he's pretty much resigned to the fact that he is going to be making uh, the uh, the uh, um, the documentary series for the rest of his life. My text that I just sent him, he sends back, LOL, Jeef just asked me the same thing today. I wonder why that happened, Jeef. Yeah, I, I, well, I was prepping for the show. I took ah. them down years ago so that I could re-edit them and find a new host site. He used to be hosted on... Um, Vimeo uh, and Blip. Vi- yeah, Vimeo. So, so it isn't out there right now. But it is an ongoing work in process, and he is constantly working on it, Jack. Yeah, when, well, I, when he gets I, it back up, we'll let you guys know. Yeah, basically the exact same thing Kirsten said was the last time I talked to Vernon. Is he's, he's got so much stuff, he now has to go back and add it in. I'm trying to, the to think. At the uh, Star Trek episode, convention this year, he was like waiting around for some tape or something. or something. He was like, yes. what was it? Do you know what it was? Uh, Professor Biggs uh, was able to obtain some... Laser discs from the experience. Oh, of the that, actual show, the actual of, of of various areas of the facility. Yeah, because they they encoded a lot of that stuff on laser disc. So you know, back in ninety eight, back when was, we uh, used that kind of stuff, <laughs> you remember laser discs, but don't that, you, Andy? That gives you an idea of the pre pre DVD future. <laughs> it gives you an idea of the depth of the stuff he's working with. Yeah, yeah. And, and to answer the next question, are you guys in it? Everybody's in it. Yeah, yeah. They're, nobody's missed. That's that's how comprehensive. Yeah. This I'm thing not is. in it. Uh, Either am I. Even you're in, it, even though you weren't there. I, that's actually, how comprehensive. It's it is. entirely possible I am in it because I was there hanging around the last few uh, weeks. But uh, well, that episode will be about yeah. ten years from yeah, now. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's funny because uh, several Star years Trek ago, Vernon and I were Bob talking about like... this. Uh, he has a very uh, specific slot in one of his upcoming episodes that he wants to do a full-on interview with me about you know having been a guest at the original opening and then being an employee at the closing and it's he's he told me like last year he's like i don't know if i'm ever going to get to your interview because i have to keep going back through and adding material into the the first three episodes Mm. i think he did three episodes that were what an hour and a half each close to if not something like that he did. They were so, long. Yeah. So they were like an hour very, and a half, two hours each. Very thorough. So thank you, Jake. That That's the uh, best we can answer it at this point. But uh, I, would let, I can't wait to see the full thing from Vernon's yeah. done. I wish, I wish he would just repost what he has. Yeah. 
if nothing even else, if it's not done, just to drum up interest and even if he's working on stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if he was really does he go into the uh, the backstories you guys created during the ten years we were there? Not really. Mm. No. He might in a future episode, but yeah, at, yeah, at the current they, ones, no. That's some silly shit. He talks, I, I know it's some silly shit, but that was... He doesn't talk too much about characters as he mu- talks about just the, the actors, the right. the operators, mm. uh, the, the people involved, and including uh, you know other sections of the facility, too. Mm. Gentlemen, we have two more pieces of fanfic. Yeah, oh, two more. Wow. The oh, first Lord. one is called The 80s Jeff Rises. Mm. <laughs> Born two months premature in a Kansas hospital, Jeffrey Jefferson had the <laughs> largest baby penis ever recorded. So far, pretty close. <laughs> Keep going. At s- I don't want to. At 16 months, Jeffrey had already mastered English and Mandarin Chinese along with the entire periodic table. Granted the MacArthur Genius Grant at the age of six, Jeffrey was the youngest ever to attend Harvard University, graduating magna cum laude at age 10. Did you write this? <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't. He was a candidate for Times no. Person of the Year. Unfortunately, an unforeseen event would derail the Jeffrey train. Here we go. As he was preparing to become a neurosurgeon, a breakthrough discovery was within his grasp, but the procedure was told to be too dangerous for humans. Risking his preteen medical reputation along with his own body, Jeff instructed his lab partner, Doogie Hauser, to perform the surgery on him. Unfortunately, Doogie botched the experiment, and what would have turned an even intelligent man into vegetable, Jeffrey's IQ dropped 175 points to a still above average 125. Well, that's a little low. He was <laughs> <laughs> he was no, no longer yeah. burdened with extreme intelligence, and never having read a comic book or seen an alien movie due to his studies at this new manageable IQ, Jeff made it his life's purpose to read, watch, and play anything he could find. His surgery wasn't all negative. He was given the ability to say the exact same thing repeatedly over and over <laughs> and over again, and the patience to handle disruptive personalities. <laughs> These gifts, along with his once genius brain riddled now with pop culture trivia, made him an important founding figure in the geek shock. He may not be a genius anymore, but he's our 80s Jeff. <laughs> Steven. Thank you, Steven. Steven, you should be, you'll be proud to know you queened out the Canadian sinuses. <laughs> 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 that man snorted his drink in the middle of that. And Steven writes, <laughs> next issue, The Amazing Fact Checked Andy. Oh, boy. Oh. Our second fanfic is Paul's Story Part 2. Oh, no. <laughs> this is a dialogue back and forth. Matt looked down with confusion. Was this Blair guy crying all over his cock? Look, buddy, I don't know what your deal is, but this is, this is a real fucking turnoff. Listen, he sobbed in a bad Asian accent. I can't let him win. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck does that have to do with getting me off? Matt snapped back. My name might be Paul. He stammered back with a deep voice that sounded a lot like a Klingon or maybe a cartoon villain. What do you what do you mean? You don't even know your own fucking name? Matt sighed as he looked down at the disheveled man crying on his knees before him. Whenever I try to be myself, the Blair personality takes over, he sobbed. It makes me do things. If I let Blair take control of me again, it will take me back to him. Back to who? 
Anger flashed across his face from the kneeling man as he spit out the word, Cosby! (laughs) (laughs) Now listen, I am finally breaking the programming, he said in a whining voice reminiscent of Skeletor. He calls calls the programming cosplay. That's not what it is. The first time I went, I showed up in my favorite Sailor Moon getup and everything. His people dressed me up in some green shirt and a pink hat with eye holes or some shit. They fed me some nasty pudding pops and told me it was time to spend a week with Mr. Cosby's Fat Albert. Matt envisioned the scene and was strangely aroused. If I go back, it'll be another week of that sick fuck in his cosplay and Blair will be back in charge. Okay, buddy, Matt sighed. Let's say I believe you. All you need to do is be someone else whenever this Blair personality takes hold. How am I supposed to survive like that? Oh, that's easy. I'll get you into comedy. Maybe we'll have you come on my podcast once or twice a week. Look, we could beat this. How will I ever repay you? The man who may be named Paul exclaimed with a tear in his eye. First, why don't you finish what you started down there? (laughs) Epilogue. Epilogue. (laughs) Matt's plan worked, but not without difficulties. The longer Paul was away from Cosby, the more frequent the urges became. One podcast in improv comedy wasn't enough. Matt started doing more podcasts with Paul, but when that wasn't enough, he told him that he needed to find an additional podcast to work with. One where patient co-hosts would tolerate him. (laughs) (laughs) Tolerate him randomly singing and babbling and rapidly shifting stable of character voices. And this is how Paul wound up on the Ugly Couch Show. The end. Jeff, the currently living. (laughs) Very nice. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Jeff, for writing in. Oh, my goodness. Talk about revisionist history. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, really. Right. I've been doing this one a lot longer. (laughs) But he captured Matt's voice pretty damn well. Yes, he did. He really did. It's true. And Paul's, quite frankly. Um, No. Can I let him win? Can I let him win? Anything else, gentlemen? Oh, let's just get it over with. News you don't give a shit about! Ow. Yeah, this is the kind of news you don't give a shit about. News you don't give a shit about is actually two kinds of news. It's either actually news we don't give a shit about, too dumb shit, but also just really shitty news. Oh. Mm. Can it be worse than last week? Can't, I that, can't imagine it. Yes. <laughs> that's hard to fight against. <sighs> I'm going to try. It can always get worse. This is, the, this is the stuff that's a little more, ugh, makes you just, ugh. Six Republican senators have sent a letter to the Federal Commission, uh, Communications Commission complaining that the planned change to require a speed of 25 megabits per second to be considered broadband is a cross too heavy to bear for the Internet service providers because they say that Americans don't need that much broadband to enjoy services they like. Fucking assholes. Uh, who said this? Uh, I'll, I'll name the senators at the end. Please. Uh, they see the change as a burden to companies trying to make a buck at providing <laughs> broadband for those American homes that can actually get it. Quotes. We are concerned that this arbitrary uh, 25-3 megabit per second benchmark fails to accurately capture what most Americans consider broadband, they said in their letter. They use Netflix as an example. We are aware of a few applications that, requ- a few applications that require download speeds uh, of 25 megabits. Uh, Netflix, for example, recommends the download speed of 5 megabits to receive high-definition streaming video, and Amazon recommends a speed of 3.5. They admit the fact that the average American home that has more than one person might be doing more than one thing at once. 
<sighs> what if two people are watching Netflix? What if someone else is playing a game on Xbox Live, PlayStation Network at the same time? What if the connections is there's a smart TV that has 4K resolutions? In that case, the minimum requirement is 25 megabits per second. Signatories include Senators Steve Daines from Montana, Roger Whitaker of Massachusetts. Don't Ro- say it so, Roger Whitaker. Voice I'm of an sorry, angel. Sorry, ro- Roger Wicker. Oh, <laughs> Roger Wicker. Wow, second week sorry. in a row, Paul's And actually, I think that's correct. Mississippi. I'm sorry. Uh, Roy Blunt uh, from Missouri, Deb Fisher, Nebraska, Ron Johnson, Wisconsin, and Corey Gardner of Colorado. So, oh, flyovers. I just, I, it, it's so goddamn frustrating. People that do not understand technology are writing policy on it or trying to influence policy on yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's because they're getting paid to say this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They the talk about corporate lackeys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they've uh, clearly they been paid to say dumb, horrible shit. Too much burden on the companies trying to make a buck. The companies that. that are already <laughs> rolling in the cash. They're acting yeah. like they're small businesses. There's yeah. no reason. There's no reason for those things to be in the hands of companies. Broadband, the, the spectrum should be still in the hands of the FCC, if in the hands of anyone at all. Indeed. Right, right. That's it's, why they, these senators are trying to take control of it and make it stupid. This is it's terrible, it, is though. Is it Denmark where broadband is a right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It should. That's what it. How? Well, how it, do we fix this our, shit? Well, how do we get this right? The new mandates from the FCC have now made broadband a utility as opposed to something that the average person purchased as a luxury before. So, so as a utility be poisoned now, like the water in Flint. No. <laughs> Paul, Ouch. fortunately not. You need to occupy Valley proper. of Fire. Uh, I need to who? Occupy Valley of Fire until they get this straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Stand in front of the petroglyphs. Farts. Uh, I just remembered the other thing I was trying to remember. Oh, good. Oh, good. Levity. The third episode of X-Files I just watched. Have you seen the, the new reboot stuff? I've I haven't it. watched them yet because the, uh, I'm, I'm a little skeptical of the numbering. I'll, I'll come back to that. Okay. Go ahead, Paul. Uh, it's great. Uh, the third episode is incredible. It is a all-time classic episode. Interesting. That's the, I saw somebody slamming that on uh, Facebook today. Double check who they are. They're not smart. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, is it, the, it is an all-time classic X-Files episode. It's bleak. But there's a bunch of people crying and complaining, saying like, "What is this a comedy show now?" But it's one of those things where it's like, it it's always not funny. Did, yeah, it's not funny. It's sad. It's uber tragic. And yeah, there's a, there's a there's a little bit of uh, gallows humor about it, but it is a tragic piece. So it's like a Jose uh, Chung's from Outer Space kind of thing. Precisely, precisely. And that is that is my classic. other favorite episode. Okay, it's exactly it, it, it's it really. I was like, that's when I watched it. I was like, this is my other favorite X Files episode. What's, what's, this uh, is what a, is the title? Did I get that close? It's Jose. Very Hill. close. Yeah, yeah. That's the one with um, Charles Nelson Riley. And oh no, 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 that's a great one. But the yeah, Charles Nelson Riley one is great. But the other one I really love, Darren McGavin. I cannot remember the the, the name of the episode. It's the episode with um, uh, Peter Boyle. Clyde Bruckman's Repose. Ah, that's my favorite nice. episode. That, that's my favorite. Clyde Bruckman's Repose is my favorite one. So, Kirsten, if you liked that, you got to see this latest episode of X-Files. Is it this is the, right up there. The one, it's uh, Mulder and Scully meet the werewolf. Is that the episode? Meet the were-monster. Were-monster, okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason that the, uh, 
that they put those out of order was actually Chris Carter's idea. Okay. And there's only like two episodes that were juxtaposed because one was a standalone and mm-hmm. one was a mythos one, and they didn't want to make people confused switching okay. to a standalone so quickly. Cause, so, yeah. Cause so that one, was a creative decision. Last Monday was 10.05. This one is 10.03 in, in the numerology. Yes, so. they moved five over. So, so we that, still that have was Chris's idea. We still have two and four to see then, I guess. Yeah. So so feel free to okay. watch. I, I will indulge then. I've, I've been planning on it anyway. Well, just, you can just even watch three to start. You don't have to watch the other two first. It's so good. So yeah, kudos guys, and they're getting really good numbers too. So hopefully there'll be another season. Yeah. You know, go, going back to the the whole the senators sending the letter to the FCC, I'm always amazed at especially conservatives on the extreme end always beating their chest talking about how America is the greatest country in the world, yet we lag behind every other fucking country in the world like, for broadband. Like every list except for, like, believing in angels. Mm. Yeah. So scratch their letter, send to the FCC, we need faster broadband. If you want to be the greatest fucking country in the world, make it faster. There. Yeah, make absolutely. the minimum requirement higher than 25. Like Malaysia, then you right? can beat your chest and say how we're yeah, we're, we're pretty so low awesome. on that list i know like south korea's way ahead of us so yeah yes. it, it's it, <laughs> so some of the like there are places in africa that are higher than the united states yeah i mean it's ridiculous how slow what what is determined to be broadband in this country is news you don't give a uh-huh. shit about last week it was sony trying to trademark let's play videos which were around a long time before Fine Sony <laughs> made it easier to make videos on the PS4 console. This week, it appeared to be the Fine Brothers. According to a Kotaku report, YouTube stars the Fine Brothers attempted to trademark React videos, the quote-unquote React. Uh, you've probably seen some of their Teens React, Elders React videos about gaming and technology. A variety reported the Fine Brothers had plans to monetize and license its React shows by providing tools and support for other creators to make their own videos. In hand with this new initiative, the Fine Brothers filed for trademark protection for React. We did trademark what's going in my mouth, right? (laughs) (laughs) Did you see their latest video, though? They're like sitting there watching the subscription just go down. I'm getting to that. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, they're just sitting there like... In addition, they decided to make a big announcement about this. Because people are... Pissed at them? Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Did they figure out they that they've on Reddit? Did they figure out they made a terrible error? <laughs> you, uh, we got to find out real soon. Okay, great. Paul, we did trademark it. <laughs> we did trademark it, much to the chagrin of the porn industry. Okay, good, good, good. good. <laughs> I, I'm willing to license it. <laughs> In Chagrin's addition, they decided lacking. to make a big announcement about this plan on YouTube to say it went over like a lead balloon. Would be an understatement. The Fine Brothers backed off their plans after they lost nearly a million subscribers on YouTube and received hundreds of thousands of dislikes on videos related to the program. And in unrelated news, this week, Electronic Arts tried to tra- trademark the word ghost. Oh, fuckers! <laughs> wow. God damn it! God damn it! I, the Jimquisition on this is brilliant, too. Of course, always. But, yeah, what asshats. It's maddening. Uh, thankfully, the internet is still loose enough that we can go, nope, click, 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 eat a dick. But there's going to come a time. Yeah. Well, oh, you, you can when on like smaller outfits like the Fine Brothers, but when you're talking huge conglomerates, they couldn't care how often you click unless you just don't buy their game. I think I've said this on the show before, but it's at one point Marvel tried to copyright Nazi. <sighs> what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
It was uh, they had the rights for the Indiana Jones role playing game. And, now and they had t- uh, little trademarks next to the uh, word Nazi all over those games. Now that donation to the Trump rally is starting to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that is. My favorite reaction to that was the um, Trump has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which yeah. is ridiculous oh, yes. in itself. And somebody spray painted us a swastika on it. Oh, jeez. And and I saw somebody's post that was, the problem is, we can't tell whether it was the supporters or a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And finally, news you don't give a shit about. A group of tattoo artists filed a $1.1 million lawsuit over eight character designs featured in NBA 2K16. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Kenyon Martin, Andre Jordan, and Eric Bledsoe are the wearers of the art in question. Their creators, Solid Oak Sketches, say the designs come under copyright as they, quote, easily satisfy, unquote, a standard of their originality. James had a child portrait on his forearm, while Bryant's bicep is adorned with a crown and butterflies. If, it take, if take Two loses the case, it'll have two options. One, pony up further cash in order to retain licenses of the tattoos for future iterations. The other is to remove them entirely. Wrestler Chris Jericho's tattoos have been absent from 2K's WWE offerings since two, uh, 2K15, for what many cite as copyright issues, though Take-Two has never publicly d- discussed it. Uh, rival sports publisher EA has consistently refused to feature players' tattoos in Madden F- NFL games because of concerns that it could trigger this type of legal action. Uh, notable, notable exemption is the likeness of San Francisco quarterback Colin Kaepernick, whose skin etchings are featured after the player himself s- secured permission from the individual artist who drew them. It's Kaepernick. Is that was, it? Thank yeah, you. That, that, that shows what I know. Yeah, I know. Don't, don't put me up, jock versus nerd. I'm, I'll lose. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. So it's so bizarre mm. that yeah. you can feature the person, but not their tattoo. So if I get a tattoo, that's not mine. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> CM Punk has uh, a Pepsi logo on one of his biceps. And that is always missing from the action figures or the... Um, games Mm -hmm. but everything else is there and you can clearly kind of see a circle hole where there would be a placeholder where there would be a well the other tattoos are on there right now thq (laughs) and 2k do tattoos for most of the things i think the problem with this is jericho and specifically right uh they've just said no about that one but that's not that's not what this lawsuit is about jericho is just another example of them not using tattoos for but Jericho's Jericho's is because it's his band. Okay. I think that's part of it. So if they were to put that logo into the game, then they'd probably have to pay a certain royalty fee to his band. What's the name of Fozzie or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So is that what it is? But maybe. I that that's what it seems like to me. It, it, it because I see a lot of tattoos in wrestling games mm-hmm. and there's no problem. I think it's when it but now maybe it's becoming a problem. Mm. Maybe it's it's changing over because yeah. the artists are going because tattoo artists are actually gaining such notoriety. So maybe that's going to change. Interesting. I just at this at, that's why I wonder. I like, who owns the art? Well, that's that's wouldn't that fall under like commissioned art? Like when you commission somebody to pr- produce art for you, 
Don't you now own that art? No. No? No. The, you, the artist still owns it? You um, own, uh, you typically, you own first publication rights when you buy, when you buy a piece of a commissioned art. Okay, well, so, so, so a tattoo is. artist would be commissioned to do a tattoo. He would own the right to the first publication of it? Which would be on the skin. Right. Okay. Interesting. That makes sense. Don't like it, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't want, I don't need an answer now, but I want to see I want to have the uh, shock monkey send in answers. What is the collective term for a group of tattoo artists? Ah, you know you got a flock of seagulls mm. or murder of crows. What do you a, call a bunch of tattoo? An ink artists? of artists. Mm. <laughs> an ink. I like an ink of tattoo artists. Inc. <laughs> yeah, nice. Ink, an ink of tattoo artists. Send in the answers. <laughs> A prick of artists. Ooh, a prick. Ooh. prick. That one's good. Some, some of them like are that pricks. Yeah. So that has a dual meaning. <laughs> we can geek. Wow, we made it. Guardians of the Galaxy co-writer Nicole Perlman has been hired to pen a new Labyrinth movie, and apparently it's not a reboot. TriStar has closed the deal with Jim Henson Company to produce a new iteration of the 1986 movie that starred J- David Bowie as Jareth, the Goblin King, and Jennifer Connelly as then 15-year-old Sarah, a teenage girl who has to navigate her way through a labyrinth with the help of fantastical creatures in order to save her baby brother kidnapped by said Goblin King. Uh, original script was penned by Monty Python's Terry Jones, was executive produced by George Lucas, and was a huge financial disappointment at the time of its initial release 30 years ago. Uh, Labyrinth only made $12.7 million on a budget of $25 million, and it was the last movie directed by Jim Henson. But as the years followed, the movie gained popularity, became a cult classic. Here's what Perlman, who is set to co-write Captain Marvel with Inside Out scribe Meg Leferve, who said about the new Labyrinth movie in a series of tweets, not rebooting anything, guys. Henson Company and I started talking in late 2014, so the timing of these rumors is so upsetting. I would never seek to profit from Bowie's death. Labyrinth is my favorite film from childhood, so I share your concerns that any continuation of the world will be handled with love and respect, unquote. That's good. I mm-hmm. like that. So I, can, I can get behind a, a Cautiously sequel. optimistic am I? Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. And I'm... It's that- almost impossible to... Lightning in a bottle on that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh sure, you know that's and just what the Dark Crystal's been in development hell for years. The sequel yeah. to that. Oh man, we we talked Dark about Crystal. that like five years ago. Right? Yeah. Dark Crystal's not as enjoyable a movie. It's it's a dark oh, it's a dark. I movie. love Dark Crystal. I did too, it's so but it's, sad. it's not. It is. It's not fun. Yeah. It's not a fun movie to watch. You got to be in the right mood. Yeah, and then, things don't go great. Mm. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, I guess it turns out okay at the end, but it does only but at the very very yeah. end. And there's a lot of. A lot of fucked up podlings before it's through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there, there's pain in that movie. Lots Essence. of pain. Oh, I've told you guys before, but uh, bears repeating with all the Trek chatter. That's where I got my voice for Voha. As a Skeksis? Was from uh, The General. Ah. Yeah. I see that. Chamberlain. Yeah. Bring me my sword. Trial by stone. Trial by stone. Trial by stone. Nice. You whimper. <laughs> I hate your whimper. That's basically where Voha came from. Nice. Now, where, where did Vong come from? Uh, he came from the original <laughs> series. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my son, Voha. We have many new 
fields to plow upon Praxis. I've bought us a fine farm. <laughs> oh, Father. No. Damn it. <laughs> Director and screenwriter Josh Boone, who has been working on the adaptation of Stephen King's post-apocalyptic classic, The Stand, has written an adaptation of another King book, Revival. They're Sto- doing a movie of The Stand? Yeah, we've, uh, we've talked about that. It's kind of a weird development hell. In fact, uh, Stand has now been pushed back to do Revival. So. Did they get uh, R.E.M. on the soundtrack? Uh, I think that's the problem. I think that's what's taking so Yeah, because uh, they get a life. they got to get that yeah. off. So Chris Elliott's probably got dibs on <laughs> film rights. Uh, <laughs> it's I cannot, I, every time I hear Stan, it, it always reminds me of Get a Life. <laughs> You're I a 30-year-old paper boy. I got to get that DVD set. It keeps fluctuating in price wildly. It keeps going up now. I'm just, uh, I need to get it. That episode of uh, Spewy. Oh, God. My favorite piece of television ever, I think. Ever. Comedy right. television, for sure. That episode of Get a Life with Spewy the Alien. Brian Doyle Murray and Chris Elliott. Just the best. God damn. If you is haven't that, seen it. Is that seen show it. Bob Elliott's last work? Uh, I don't think it was his last work, but it was one of his final projects, yeah. one of his later projects. He did a couple other. I, he did more stuff in Canada, I think, but oh, okay. before it was all done. His daughter's hot, too. <laughs> Slow your roll there, 80s. Yankees. <laughs> Abby Elliott. Holy smokes. Hey, man. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Biggest baby boy in the world. Jeff knows whose daughters are hot. Right? <laughs> Jeff knows. It's true. No, it's it's true. I do. So does Trump. <laughs> Not afraid to admit it. <laughs> Chris Elliott's great. Love Chris Elliott. Hide <laughs> your daughter's date is Jeff's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm at that midlife crisis age. I'm allowed, right? <laughs> sure. Um, wow. There are several courts that might object <laughs> to that. I'm allowed. That's a good. Uh, please hear this defense out, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> He's allowed, right? <laughs> Midlife crisis. <laughs> we rest our case. He can't <laughs> afford a sports car. Gets a pass, right? Right. <laughs> sure. Sure. Next on Netflix, Making of a Murderer. <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. I tried this defense in Guatemala. <laughs> you remind me of the babe. <laughs> <laughs> A revival story follows a preacher who loses his faith after his wife and son are killed by in a grizzly car accident. Obsessed with learning what lies... <laughs> Why was a, a grizzly, grizzly car? Driving? A grizzly. <laughs> grizzly car? <laughs> Obsessed with learning what lies beyond death and whether it can be cheated, he begins experimenting with the power of electricity and achieving increasingly terrifying results. The tale, which combines elements of Frankenstein, the great god Pan, and H.P. Lovecraft, told through the eyes of a man who knew the preacher as a boy and connects with him again in middle age. Uh, Boone's adaptation, of course, of The Stand is being pushed back while he works on this. So, yeah, I've, I'm so concerned about The Stand, I'm glad he's going in this direction. It's too big to put into one movie. Then that's what the studio wants to do. I think they were they last working on one. I think they were good. They're originally trying for one. Now they're split into two. Man, I mean, it was it was broken apart in that giant yeah. miniseries. And, that's, and that was... That's one, six few, that's one of the few Stephen King books I've read all the way through. Loved it. Horrifying. Yeah. I actually liked the miniseries, the TV miniseries. I they, wasn't. It wasn't the worst one that they had they done. They did what they could at the time. And, I mean, it shows its age, but pretty good for what they had. I mean, it was not great, even though 
The first I, half of it is amazing. The second half shits yeah, it the bed. Falls apart. The uh, yeah. Yeah. Every time I hear of a new uh, fucking thing like the, the the whole Zika virus thing that's popping up right now, which came out of nowhere, right? In my head. I, just, I just as soon as I hear it, I go Captain Trips. Oh yes. Which ones? Which ones? Captain which one Trips. Which ones? Captain Trips. And Place just your bets. just keep waiting. Oh boy, <laughs> it's coming. Oh, it's forget oh. that asteroid. Forget your dinosaurs. It's it's Zika. It, <laughs> It might be uh, okay. One more Star Trek thing. Oh, back in the day, for those of you who know, my Star Trek career began in Ohio, Kings Island. I was Voha there for a summer uh, before I moved out to Las Vegas to try and get a job at the Experience. And we had another performer who was <laughs> she was a female Klingon, and she was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> She's the worst. Oh boy! And her name was Zika. Oh no! <laughs> I kid you not. Whoa! Zika. Nice. And I was. This is uh, justice. I just, I just. Well, it just cracks me up every time I hear it now because I'm taken back to the summer of '97. Human. My name is Zika. I'm a Klingon. <laughs> like oh that's. My God. Oh, and I'm, I'm helping it. <laughs> oh no! Wow. Do not touch Zika. Zika is the queen because oh. i think she was she was basically she saw tv she saw xena warrior princess and was and was like oh that's kind of what i should oh, that's star trek so i'll go zika <laughs> zika she man she was not throw <laughs> 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 the bat lift i <laughs> level with me it was charo wasn't it that girl <laughs> yeah she was not she was she not me. all there she was not all there and uh yeah. No, I feel bad. Why We're, did you? I, I have to ask. I'll, no, don't feel. I not that way. No. Yeah. I uh, feel bad. You feel bad. What fucking podcast are you on? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I have to ask, Paul. Were there any kind of like character guidelines for you guys in Ohio? Oh like, yeah. And she just threw them out and said, "I'm going to do no, my own thing." No, she was doing the best she could. She did terrible. You know. There's, there's character guidelines for. Every show you see on television, some people just can't fucking act. Well, that's yeah, true. That's all it is. It was just she was just really rough, and I've had a, you know a lot of experience with character work. It's hard. Kirsten can tell you. Dodd can tell you. It's a challenge when you're out there in the streets. It's guerrilla theater. Oh yeah, and that's not that. Not everybody can do that. Streets is real. No, streets <laughs> is fucking real. I mean, I left. I left that park many days with pennies in my boots and gum wrappers in my hair. Oh, Impressions of basketballs on your head, dude. Seriously, <laughs> basketballs were thrown at me multiple times. Um, Oh, yeah. Is that because you were near the, the, the area where they had the games? It doesn't matter. No, it they was assholes the, with basketballs. They just yeah. bring the ass. They just bring the fucking basketballs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they won those little souvenir basketballs. Yeah, that's those, what I meant. The, yeah, the little, like uh, the, you didn't have to be close to the place where they gave the basketballs for the people <laughs> with the basketballs to come and throw the basketballs at you. Uh, it didn't matter. Uh, you know, for the most part, people were very cordial and cool, but, you know, you get a uh, 
sugar high teenager who just got flipped upside down five times on a roller coaster coming up and go, look at that monster, bleh! and they lose their fucking shit. And so, you know, we always made sure we were in pairs at least because we always had to have each other's back. It was, you know, it was not not an easy gig. So I felt for a nap, but, you know, you just, you had to have a certain je ne sais quoi to really pull that shit off some days. And some days you're just like, fuck everybody. I'm staying inside. This is bullshit. They don't pay him enough for this bullshit. Well, gentlemen, mm-hmm. we are uh, mm-hmm. nearing pilot season again. Uh oh! Like green light. So that means it's time to put your corporate heads on. It's time for red light, green light. I need the, a cigar. The ultimate tragedy. So we've gone from game. corporate hats to corporate heads now. Yeah. The Jesus, ultimate yeah. tragedy of this game is that <laughs> it's a done deal. It's a yeah. foregone conclusion. This is now, all coming. I'll have to say though. Of the last ones that we've done, I haven't really seen or heard much of any of the projects that happened. A lot of the ones were actually a lot of the ones that became sci-fi shows now. They're like The Expanse was right one now. of them. and I haven't seen any of that shit. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Okay, go ahead. I'll just go say no. All right, so the first everything. one, well, the, the first one <laughs> comes, the pitch comes no. from CW. Now, now for those oh, who great. are fairly new to the show, Red Light, Green Light, I have cast the gentlemen as heads of the production company that are going to decide to green light or red light this pitch. All right? Yes. Now, there's five of them today, so I don't have to break any ties. Well, now, the CW has... Uh, been pushing forward. They got they Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, yes. yep. which we all love. Um, Flash is awesome. Right. So, you know. So let's, and they've, they've been pushing genre Arrow's stuff Arrow's less like murdery now. Right. Arrow's less murdery for Andy <laughs> over here. They're getting known for it. So I the CW. Trying to watch that season three. It's just dumb. Has officially picked up Transylvania to pilot. <gasps> is it about cross-genders? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's Trans Sylvester. Well, that's transparent. <clears throat> this is the sequel to Trans. Set in the 1880s, this period horror drama will be executive produced by Midnight Radio, the guys that brought us last summer's sleeper hit series Z- Zoo for CBS. I'm not who I am. I'm someone else inside of this body. You must understand. I've been living a lie, Igor. I must change. I must become Transylvanian. Bleh, bleh. (laughs) What the fuck? How do you do, I? So you've met mine. Right? We've seen this movie. We have seen this movie. Handyman. So here's the details for the series. Transylvania centers on a headstrong young woman in search of her missing father who ventures from New York City to Transylvania, where she teams up with a wrongfully disgraced Scotland Yard detective. Together, they witness the births of the most famous monsters and villains in history. There you go. You had Paul told an origin story. Red light. (laughs) Okay, guys. Here it is. X-Files, but in 1812. Sound good? Great. Done. Cash. That's called Penny Dreadful. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, that's what this is. It, it really is. But but you don't have to pay for this one, because that's what? That's a Showtime show, right? Uh, yeah. So, Penny Dreadful's on Showtime. <laughs> so there you go. This is... You have to have cable to get C- or satellite to get CW, because it's not... This is the slumming version of... Well, some, some areas carry it locally, I guess. Gentlemen, I throw it to you. I have a feel... Well, Je- Paul, Jeff already said red light. No, I said red light. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. 
Red. Yeah. Red. Red. Green. Whoa! I'm a rebel. I think it's you just trying to be different. Well, see, yeah. that Pretty saves basically. his job because if if it's seems like someone up ahead says, yeah. why don't we do this? That's I right. voted for it, hey. sir. Carson, do you actually have any interest in this show? Um, I'm intrigued by period piece. Okay. But so if um, it was like modern, you wouldn't give a shit. Oh, yeah, no. Well, how could it be? What would it be like? Justify your green light, sir. What would it be like if you went to, I mean, Transylvania is not like the sticks. I don't get, I don't know though. Maybe it is. It's kind of sticksy. Don't they have 21st light rail? century Romania. They've it, just gotten touchtone phones oh yeah they're all they're all carrying around they have at least 20 shit. they have at least 25 megabits per second oh right <laughs> <See? laughs> their internet's so much superior to ours <laughs> all right red light across the board except for how Mr. many wants to save his job how many megabytes does it take to download a vampire <laughs> now there's your first which script. one sparkly or <laughs> no. classic no. kurt vonnegut's novel cat's cradle Currently in development as a limited series at FX. The project will be written, executive produced by Noah Hawley, who's behind the Fargo TV series. Limited as, by the talent of the people putting it together. As well as the Legion TV series over at Fox, uh, based on the X-Men character, who's the schizophrenic <laughs> son of Professor, Perse- <laughs> Professor Charles Xavier. Published back in 1963, Cat's Cradle. Was Kurt Vonnegut's Fame Floor? When the further pub of the boot, the pitch is cat fatal with the food. Mushmouth from Cosby Kids is right. <laughs> Why do you talk Cosby like that? Foot in the you make me sound retarded. Why do you talk like that? I don't right? talk like that. <laughs> don't put your foot in the booter. <laughs> Be careful. Cat's Cradle was Vonnegut's fourth novel. It tackles issues of science, technology, and religion. Satires the Arms Race offers a sardonic look at humans' condition, all of which is outlined against the story of a super weapon called Ice-9, which has the power to destroy all life on Earth by freezing the world's oceans. Hmm. Hmm. Doesn't it have that whole thing about the, the parents and the kids and the, the not uh, connecting at the end and all? At See, this is what happens when you pitch to someone who read the book. <laughs> what, don't do that. Then they start asking oh, questions. No, no, wait. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pitching it, so the I'm the writer. I have oh, here we go. <laughs> He's t- <laughs> F. Andrew James Taylor, folks. I saw the super weapon just the other day. The oceans were frozen. What can I say? He said, we've no time left on this planet to live. But I, you forgive. Yes, I, you forgive. And we're all going to die on planet Earth. Little boy Joe and Jane at her birth. Every one of us is dead and froze. Guess that's the way it goes. I guess that's the way it goes. Try to choose <laughs> try to sleep to that jack and morgan <laughs> right so with that very nebulous description gentlemen red light green light i'll go green green green, it's green. A limited I'll give series it a green. Yeah. fuck it yeah. limited series i can't screw it up too bad vonnegut you don't get much vonnegut out no there. right and i love james taylor yeah Harry Chapin. And I told Jack and Morgan as I tucked them in bed, by morning you'll be dead. <laughs> by morning you'll be dead. <laughs> and another thing, Vonnegut, I'm canceling that check. <laughs> that was good. Paul gets that revenge. 
Oh, oh, got revenge. Yep. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't take me long. <laughs> Your powers are weak, old man. <laughs> Paul Paul does not follow the Kringon. Credo. Kringon. 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 What happened to you, Kringon says a why are you revering? Revenge is a dish best served hot. A dish best served cold. <laughs> Serve a cold. Don't, don't put it in my microwave. It is very cold. Don't reheat your revenge. <laughs> oh, don't reheat your reheated revenge. Another great band. We name. have got to make that movie. Mm-hmm. Reheated revenge? Reheated revenge. Oh, they made that movie. It's called... It only express leftovers. <laughs> Couple revenge. Leftover revenge. Leftover it only needs revenge. three minutes in the microwave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Red light, green light. ABC has placed a pilot order for Time After Time, a new genre series based on Kari Alexander's 1979 novel about a version of H.G. Wells who built his own real time machine. It's an ambitious time travel adventure detective story. Jack the Ripper also plays a supporting role. The book was previously adapted into a film starring Malcolm McDowell. And David Warner. The yes. network hopes to use the book as a starting point with the series itself, quote, chronicling the epic adventures of young H.G. Wells and his time machine. Kevin Williamson, who's behind Vampire Diaries, wrote Scream, the following, is in charge for Warner Brothers Television. I don't think that sounds bad at all. That's a great movie. Yeah, I really like um, the movie. Yeah, I mean, I know it's considered one of the classics of time travel. So. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 without much discussion, I'm greenlighting it. I, I like it. Greenlight. Well, let's a, see what happens. I have yep. a soft spot yep. for time travel, so green light. Yeah, green light. Same. Cross the board. Ew. Green light for time after French time. Fries. A palm fritz. Time. And they got the song. If they got the Cindy Lauper song, yeah, they got themselves a hit. Yeah. Yep. How would that go? What do you mean? It's just like that. Just oh, like okay. the song goes. All right. The same. <laughs> time after time. What was the, the band that did the remake of it that was very rock-driven a few years back? <laughs> Probably Alien Ant Farm. Time after time. Time after time. Time of time. Time of time. Time of time. Time of time. Or it's not only a fucking song. Or it's Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Man, yeah. I think it was one of those younger neo-punk bands. I'm losing my fucking mind, people. Oh, I boy. listen to the radio coming in here today. Here we go. I don't ever listen to the fucking radio because I hate the fucking radio. And Bruno Mars is blopping along, and it's old. You make me feel like I got my dick stuck in the microwave. And then uh, <laughs> and then the, <laughs> next, biggest the next sound that comes out of the radio is, this is the new. I'm like, well, the new? That's a five-year-old song. What's new? Oh, stuff is so old. Did you guys see the meme I put up about uh, Andy about Vanilla Ice? I didn't. I missed it. Was it. Empty. Uh, okay. I put a meme. Uh, I put a meme. Somebody did a really great meme of Vanilla Ice. They put his head on a cobra, <laughs> and it says, "All right, stop, because I'm a snake and hissing. Ice is back, and my legs are missing." <laughs> What? It's really fucking great. It's fucking vanilla ice on a cobra. What did I put? I put it up on Ice Cream Social, I think. He, Look at uh, my Ice Cream Social face. So instead of like rolling in my fiber, it's like rolling in my viper. Like, he is ooh, a viper. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. He was actually interviewed on local. Shedding uh, my skin so my body can grow. What? <laughs> yeah. 
Stop. Roll, yeah. Is that a laboratory mouse? Or Roland <laughs> M5.0. I've got to shed my skin so my body can't grow. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, boy. I mean, you could write the whole thing out. It'd be pretty fucking great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Word to the mother. Final one, gentlemen. Stretch Armstrong. See if everyone's on the scene. Got light. Yes. Stretch Armstrong was Kenner's rubbery 70s toy wrestler. He's getting his own animated series coming in 2017 to Netflix. This 26-episode cartoon will be the newly formed Hasbro Studios' first foray into original television programming. The animated action comedy series will center around an overscheduled teenager named Jake Armstrong and his two best buddies. When the gang is accidentally exposed to volatile experimental chemical, they become Stretch Armstrong and the Flex Fighters a team of unlikely stretchable superheroes who expand beyond the boring confines of their lives and embark on a series of wild adventures. Nope. Nope. Man, Red we, light. We have a Plastic Man cartoon. It happened. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it, was it was good. Yeah. Hula hula. And wasn't that before he was officially part of Justice League in the comics? Yeah. Like the, the cartoon. I swear the cartoon happened. It was a weird happened. time, though, because he was yeah. a hero in the cartoon. Yeah. He started off as a bad guy. Did well, he really? That's, that's the way he started off in the original comic. Yeah. But when did he, was, he, he wasn't in the a bad comics, guy in the cartoon, so. I don't think. No. At all. Mm. Was oh. he a bad guy in the cartoon? In the cartoon, he was a good guy, but he was just really off the wall. like, like Yeah, he's bananas. On the, on the verge of being completely crazy. Now, maybe episode 24, one of them gets cut and red ooze starts coming out of him. Huh. It just, just drains Ooh, and it's useless oh, now. Yeah. It's going to suck dicks. <laughs> Who cares about Stretch Armstrong? I mean, aside from focus. Does, does it exist anymore? Do you know, they make them anymore? This is the same sad thing, the same sad thought. I was just thinking about this. That I can't get over that fucking Mick G stuff. I was seriously thinking about this backstage tonight. <laughs> oh. Backstage tonight, I was, just, I was sitting there, and it all of a sudden hit me. I was like, I could just hear his conversation, talking to his agents and his friends, be like, yeah, this could be my Michael Bay Transformers, you know? Once I get this thing going, this could be many pictures and, you know, the toys. And, and who cares, whatever the toys, but, you we, know. I mean, we really damaged you. Oh. <laughs> it's awful, man. I just, I can hear it. I can hear it. He's just. No, he's, you're right. He's just, he just wants to make Transformers. And he, he wants, wants to make explosions and lots yeah, of Yeah, he wants to make Transformers out of Masters. This will be my Michael Bay film. Yeah, God damn it. It will be. Poor, sad, boring man. <laughs> Sad yawn man. So that was like a red, man, red all across the board. Yeah, I think we all. Yeah, that. nobody <laughs> wants to see that shit. Stretch Armstrong. They just they're just so desperate to sell toys that they don't have to pay creative people who made up interesting toys ideas anymore. Well, there really wasn't an idea behind Stretch Armstrong except you could wrap this thing really around your bed and pull very far. That's what it did. <laughs> I know. I know. And Jeff can already do that. <laughs> That's right. But here it is. Like he's, He was a wrestler. So now they're going to make him basically Spider-Man? Plastic Man. They're making him Spider-Man. They don't know what they're doing. now. No, clearly. Well, one of the flex fighters is. Now, won't we be gobsmacked if it turns out to be well-written and cute? If it's done well. Right. <laughs> but, you know, but, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, like. Sure, Rick and, Rick and, and that's, Morty came through that's so part great. of the mind fuck, I think, is that there are occasions when some idea that you're like, Jesus, that well, ain't like going to work. Like the new My Little Pony. Yep. Yeah, and it comes out and it's actually, uh, wow, this, okay. And hey, so, it's at least 20% cooler. 
<laughs> yeah, so maybe maybe Stretch Armstrong has a chance, but I don't. I, I don't. It's an unusual I, property. Well, it's an unusual way to twist the property. Hey, to make it, oh, the to make it Spider-Man. Uh, to make it Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man with a dash of Fantastic Four. I was gonna say, Mister Fantastic, elongated man. Yep. What's your elongated man? Write to us. Comments at uglycatshow.com. <laughs> hey oh. Yeah. <laughs> and until next week, I am Master Torgo. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check. Andy. Maple Leaf Matt. We'll talk to you next week in Geek. And don't forget, if you want to play Minecraft, <laughs> let me know. I just figured out how to get Andy to say shit. It's going to take a lot longer. swear first. take a lot longer. It makes Andy, Andy spell all his words. So this, the show will be two and a half hours right. long. There you spell go. your words. We'll be like an episode of uh, Vernon's Star Trek The Experience <laughs> documentary. Vernon, if you're listening, put yeah. those back up on something. He's probably not listening. Does Vernon listen? No. Uh, I didn't think so. <laughs> no. Guys, we've given him a lot of shit over there the years. Is, over his, uh, put it up star. as is. It, it's one of those things that will never be complete. Yeah, star, Wars, and Trek are not in the title. He's not listening. Okay. <laughs> so. And he loves Mad Max. I've heard it here first. Oh. Does he listen to podcasts? Jesus. No. No, he's not that type of type of person we'll start a whole new podcast the vernon wilmer hour he won't be on it <laughs> there you go and we'll just talk about vernon projects how about the vernon wilmer experience <laughs> there it is it writes itself there you go. hey you know he uh remember a long time ago when andy thogerson did that uh, little trek video that he filmed backstage at trek and he had a bunch of the bunch of the cast in it Okay. He he did his own little. Um, well, Vernon actually uh, has cleaned that up. He he got a hold of Andy's video, and oh so yeah, he, I saw that. He, he cleaned it, it up and uh, dressed it up a little bit for Andy, and it's actually it's uh, it's pretty good. He's good at what he does. So he is. He's very good. He loves editing. He did that. Uh, did you see that retrospective, uh, the history of cinema thing that he put up? He mm-hmm. put up a thing on Facebook, and it was he just, has a YouTube channel. He had it. Oh, he's sick of YouTube, so he. So you're he, not going to see it there, folks. Well, yeah, he he has he has some stuff on his YouTube. The the best thing that he's got up there is the the gaseous anomalies, <laughs> which is the fart video, uh, which is it's, fucking it's, hysterical. It's done well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>